This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So, today I want to speak, since we stopped going in order of yard Zeiten, um, going in chronological order, we spoke about Reb Sadigoyen, Reb Shiragoyen, and Reb Haigoyen, who is, Reb Haigoyen is pretty much recognized as the end of the Tkufus Agoyenim. Now, um, the, the, the main yeshivas of the Agoyenim were located in Bavl, Iraq, and as that died out, um, it, it, for a long time, there were people moving both westwards and north. They used to send money and shilas to the yeshivas in Iraq, and that gradually they started becoming a strong centers of um, Tyra and uh, wealthy and basically bubble stopped being an important center and things moved to Spain and to France and so on the um, today we'll speak about tonight we'll speak about Hanogid who was the beginning of that next generation. Now first, where are my Mekiris? It's very important where, where I get my information from. So the main Sefer that has any information about that Kufa is called Sefer HaKabol of the Rivet. The Rivet, there were three Rivets. We spoke about the third one, that was a famous Rivet, the Balasogis. And then there's the Ravid, who is um, Rava Bezdin Ramban, that's the second Ravid. And the earliest Ravid was much more, he wasn't such a Talmud Chacham, he was a historian, he was a philosopher, and he was known as the first Ravid, Ibn Dawid, and he lived about 200 years afterwards. He wrote a sefer called Sefer Kabbalah to try the, the Messiris of Torah, and this is a Tkufa that wasn't that far from him. And mainly he has information and stories about it, and that's the primary source of any outside information. Um, the Shmuel Gregg himself left us quite a bit of information, we'll talk about that later. So that's the first, and, and everybody copies it one way or another. The Sefer Kabbalah is a very Hashem Sefer. There are different places where people feel it's not accurate. Um, and uh, you know it's up for discussion. Certain uh, stories that he brings, did he personally check it out? Did he so on? Um, a sefer that came a few, 200 years later, a little bit more, was Sefer Hayuchsin from Erbavrom Zakuta, and that has includes Sefer Kabbalah plus many other stuff in it. Those were the primary sources of it. Um, someone, two people who did work afterwards, much later, in recent times, on this Kufa, um, there was somebody called Rav Harkabi. He was a Volozhna Yeshiva Bacha in the late 1800s, early 1900s, who basically became kind of a maskil, and was a university professor, and he did a lot of research on Geonim, Rishonim, early Rishonim, Geonim, that was his Kufas, and he put together um, a a, wor- a, 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 a a bunch of material on Shmuel and Nugget. 
that's very chashev, very you know it, uh, that stands as a, as as a very important work. And in much later, there was somebody called um, Sassoon, Reb David Sassoon. Reb David Sassoon was an English, extraordinarily wealthy man. This is famous Sassoon family, big scholar, and he collected a lot of kisviyadis, and and he put out the the poems of Shmuel Nugget. Um, it's called a diwan, which means a collection of poem, all the, all the poetic works. And he wrote an introduction to it that also goes through a lot of the history of Ishmael Nagin. So those are, those are the sources for it. Um, and uh, his life was an extraordinary life, fascinating life. He was born, so let's first, I want to go through, this. it's a very famous story that the Sefer Kabbalah brings about Sefer Kabbalah writes, how did Torah come from, to go from Iraq to the other places? He springs a story, it's a famous story and it's quoted, and again, people have questioned certain accuracies of it, but the, the story remains as a very famous story. There were four very Hashavah Ga'inim, Rakushiel and Rosha, and they were in a boat. They were captured by um, a Spanish ship, they were brought back to Spain, they were ransomed, the community redeemed them, and they stayed in Torteira and so on. That's the story of it. They were called the Arba Shvuyim. It's very famous, it's repeated a lot. And that was Nistkufa. Now, he learned by one of them, except the, by Reb Hanok, Reb Moshe, one of the Shvuyim. The question is, was he a Shvuyim? Was the story of the Shvuyim accurate or not? They definitely, they definitely were Goenim that went to, Sp to Spain and so on. But the story itself has been questioned, but Al Capone, it's not so relevant. Um, Rashwan Nagar was born in Cordova in 993. Now, let's first get a little bit of sense of, of the history of the area. It's important. Um, in, the old, in those days, it's a thousand years ago, countries were not the size of countries today. There's no way you could keep track of a country that's even, you know, size of France or Spain. It, there, were, there were no countries that size. The, the, the countries were usually the size of a, a, a district. It was, it was sort of like it, it, uh, all the big cities, whether it's Malaga, Toledo, uh, Granada, Cordova, all these places were like uh, states. I don't know what to call them exactly. Um, they were uh, countries, uh, independent entities. Spain had been captured by Muslims. Um, and this, the Christians would come back again late, and, and that was called the Reconquista. It was it, Reconquista. It was the recapture of it. That would be in the last Kufa, and that was not good for the Jews. But as long as the Christians and Muslims fighting each other was okay, um, the Muslims had different types of Muslims. Some were very fanatical. That was we spoke about the Rambam, who ran away from some from some group. What happened in this Kufa was the Berbers captured a lot of Spain. The Berbers were, um, they were like, not Arabs, but they were an ethnic group. They lived in North Africa, Libya especially. They were called Berbers, I'll shame barbarians, because I guess they lived up to the name, you know, Kishmai Kainhu. They, they were very, very fearsome warriors. They were not terribly knowledgeable, educated people. 
and they captured lots of Spain. So they were on the rampage capturing Spain. He was born, so Shmuel Nogger was born in 993. He learned by some of the greatest people around. He learned by Reb Hanayef, Reb Moshe was one of those four Shvuyim, and, and he considered his learning as a Mesoras of the Gainim. He, um, he learned Digduk by Yehuda Chayug, who was one of the big Bali Digduk. He was, he knew all the sciences that were there in his days. He could speak five languages besides Hebrew and Arabic, which he was letter perfect in Hebrew and Arabic, wrote beautifully complex poems in both languages, and was an incredibly knowledgeable person. His life sounds almost impossible, but it's there. We, we have it. Um, he, he grew up, and when in 1013, the, the Berbers captured where he was in Cordova. He ran off to Malaga, and he, and he, was, uh, he had some poor business. He had some minor business. He became an assistant to the visor. The visor was um, like the, uh, what's the word for it? Like a prime minister. He, the king was the ruler, but kings were usually too busy hunting and chasing women and stuff like that. So the mundane stuff of fighting wars and things like that, they usually left to the visor. That was like more, the, 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 you know, the, the, the running of the country was left for the, for the visor to do. He became um, assistant to him. The, um, the story goes that he used to, he, he, the, somebody who lived next to him was the assistant to the visor, and they would be, they were incredibly taken by his knowledge, by his writing, by his everything. And they told the visor about it, and he became his assistant. Some story along those lines. About Kalpanim, he became the assistant to the visor. And when the visor was dying, the, um, the, uh, the king, Chavos, asked his visor, what am I going to do now? And he told him, well, I've, until now, he said, I've been getting a lot of my ideas and advice from my Jew. Why don't you make him visor and so on? And he became a divisor. Uh, it was incredibly, it means a Jew became de facto head of a country. He fought the wars, he ran everything. It, there, was, there was not much choice because the Berbers didn't trust the Arabs. The Berbers themselves were not literate, not knowledgeable, and so basically, they had no, nobody really to turn to except to him. He became um, the, 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 uh, the visor, and he, Lemaise, ran the country. He writes in his poems, he has, um, th th there were three sets of, three sets means hundreds and hundreds of poems, um, on, and he called one Ben Tehillim, which is an imitation kind of, of Tehillim-like material. A second set is called Ben Mishlei, and a third one is called Ben Koheles. Um, ben Tehillim deals with all of his battles and triumphs and, and saris and, and saving and everything. And, and from there we know a lot that happened with him. 
all the battles and all the people plotting against him and so on. Um, ben Mishle is a lot, you know, like wise sayings like Mishle, you know, advice. And Ben Kohelas are poems mourning his becoming old and gray and so on. And what's the point of life if not Torah mitzvahs? That's the, that's the flavor of it. So he left an incredible amount of work in terms of that. Lamaisa, unless you know what happened, it's very hard to know from the poems. The poems are very, they're not, they're short in a sense, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like the piyutim you say, short, very crafted words, but unless you know what it's talking about, it's very hard to chap lamafreya. So some of them, his son wrote what he's talking about, but, um, but uh, some, we just, just guessed a lot of battles. Now, here's a person who spent his life, he wasn't that old, he was, he, he was nifted in his 60s. He, he fought war after war after war. He commanded an army and fought wars. And he writes, and each one he writes poems, he was almost killed, and Akash Baruch saved him, and, and, and on and on and on. So he was busy with that. He wrote, in, the, the, so he was busy fighting the wars. Was in the combat? What? Was in the combat? Yeah, he was leading the, the troops. He was he was there. He wasn't sitting in the desk sending out uh, emails. He was he was he was leading the, the the troops. He wrote this incredibly incredible um, poetry, very very complex, and a lot of you know chazal psukim and so on and so forth. He also wrote a sefer on all of Shas called Hilchas Gvarata, 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 um, which is on all halachas. He did it as a nether, because he, he promised that he'd be saved from this and this battle, then he'll write a sefer. And he wrote a sefer. It, it, it's, we don't have the sefer per se. We have a, a, well over a hundred times the Rishonim quoted. Because of a nugget, a nugget, a nugget pasak, a nugget this, a nugget that, that's a quote from his sefer. Um, there's, the, there's someone did put out, um, someone did put out his, uh, you know, whatever they, all these halachas that they were able to find of his in other places and put it together. But again, it's 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 a, it's a patchwork. A lot of it, bits and pieces they find in different places. That that um, th- that they uh, put together, but th- we don't have the sefer. We do have parts of it, I- I- either what's quoted, or um, a tshuva one or two places, and things like that. So he was a, a big Talmud Chacham. He also does, in other words, he basically moved away. He moved. He was the one who started Torah. In Spain, he was the he was the the, the, the Meiri has a a, a safer hak, slash hakdama to pick of this called Seder Hakabala. Seder Hakabala is a review of Jewish history, Messiah Satera, until the time of the Meiri, and the Meiri writes about him that he was the end of the Goenim and the beginning of the Rabbanim. Um, his contemporaries were. Um, Rabbein Hananel and Rabbein Nisim Goyen. He writes, Samir writes, um, the, the uh, Rabbein Shmuel Nogid, Rabbein Hananel and Rabbein Nisim Goyen, not the Ran that we have 
in the back of the Shasta, so that was late, but Nisan Goyen, they were the first door of, of Rabbanim. They were not really Goyenim, they did not, they weren't in Yeshiva there, and they were the first generation. So, so, so the Miri, and the Miri says, he says, Rev Hai Goyen, you can be saying everything he wrote, Rev Shobach Chafni Goyen, he doesn't think you'll be saying everything he wrote, and Shmuel Nugget, most things are good, but he was a Mandi Omar. So here you have somebody who was an incredible, um, uh, 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 he, he was a he wrote Kualtaira, he wrote incredible poetry, he was uh, a, a political, he was a military slash political leader, and everything. It, incredible that a person contains all of it. The, um, there's a quote here about, I want to read you what an Arab anti-Semite wrote about him. Um, this is, I, I saw it quoted from the original, I have it, this is just special, it was easier to read it um, here. Um, there's, there's somebody that quotes, I think it might actually be, in, um, Sassoon actually might bring this down from the Arabic, and he quotes from two or three Arabs who write about him. This is from an Arab named Abi Maran Aben Khana. I don't know if there's mitzvah like Moshe Amri or not, but I'll confirm him. He was, he, he was a contemporary of his and also an anti-Semite. And he writes as following. This cursed person, Ha'or Hazeh, even though Allah denied him the truth of Islam, was from the most was one of the most perfect people that I've ever seen. Um, the, the, um, his huge intellect, his asmada, his bearing, which was benachas and beloved by everyone, he, a tremendous regal spirit, very shrewd, and, 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 and you know, knew how to navigate. He was always um, uh, always in control of himself. Tremendously beautiful and clean with their herets and, and politeness and understood everything that was going on and he knew how to win the hearts of his enemies and to get rid of their hatred and turn them to beloved. How astounding was this person? He would write in two languages you know, he was he he could write, publish in two languages. He understood the works of two nations. Um, had was tremendously deep understanding of Arabic. Understood it to its depths. Read its books, and and was totally fluent in them. He wrote official letters in Arabic, with praises to Allah and Muhammad. And you know he knew exactly the, the nuschois is supposed to write about Islam, and knew what to write to Muslims. A knew tremendous amount of chachmas, and was greater, wiser than all of his contemporaries, in understanding astronomy, and knew um, geometry well, logic, and rhetoric, uh, how to argue with anyone that's a contemporary. He spoke little, but very powerfully, and very well received. Um, he thought he had very deep thoughts, and gathered tremendous libraries. 
Incredible. This is, this is what somebody writes about him, the cursed, the cursed one that Allah denied him. Imagine if Allah would have given him the privilege to be an Arab, a, a Muslim, how, how much God would be. This is what he writes, and there, there are a few other quotes like that. He doesn't bring it, but I, I saw it brought also, contemporaries. And the things they point out about him are, A, the fact that he is very, very, um, the fact that he's very shrewd, he, the fact that he gets along with everybody, and it was everyone. He, he he was very savvy in living well with everybody. Everybody was against everybody, and he was able to work his way through it. And um, it, they all pointed out. The, the uh, they also write about him. This is the Jews write about him. He would he he gathered. He had farm. Remember those days, farm were extremely expensive. Each safe was handwritten and hand copied. He made sure to spread farm far and wide. He had many for himself. Made sure to give many places. Made sure to support anybody who wanted to be Isaac and Torah and make Torah from Nasi. He would be there to help support him. That was that was his personage. He um, wrote. I, I I want to um, quote something fascinating. So he wrote these um, the. Bent to heal him. So it's again, it's very unclear. Um, it, it's very unclear. Did he set him up as such? Did his, did his, his son is the one who actually published these poems? It, it's it's a little bit unclear about who named the different sections, and it, and it seemed to be different people. Ben Tillim was written by his oldest son, by Yehosef. Uh, ben Mishra was written, or Ben Kelsey was by other ones. So it's not 100% clear exactly say that verb. But I, I want to read the Hakdama of, of, of uh, his son, Yehosef, a short paragraph where he writes about you know, how he copied his father's things. I gathered together in this Sefer those things that my father had written, um, those things were written. Vikasafti biksivasyodi. I wrote it out my own hand. Vani ben shmoyne shonim And I was eight years old and two months when I've written it, as why I'm writing it. Kimolodi hoya bedikduk. I know the exact time I was born. Avi Yashrei Hashem was shloisha shos, three hours. Arba chomshe shor. Four fifths of an hour, It's my birthday, also, by the way. So, he was eight years old, eight years old when he wrote it. Today, they're resting for child labor. Take a look, it just blows me over. And, and um, you know, his father kept the tickets records. I started after Pesach in that year. And um, um, now, these are songs that are there. Now, 
ואילוב ירבה השם שלבוסוי שכר מחשבתוי. So he says his, um, his kavana was to write about Klal Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael. Now, there's something very, very unclear about this line over here. It seems the following. Some of the poems, most of the poems here are about the wars, the battles, to other G'daylim, they sent back to him. Most of them are things, there are a handful of poems that seem to be um, love poems and intense, but his son writes that, the, and I think that's what he means, Knows like Shia Shirim, where Klal Yisrael is Torah wrong. Some of them are very clear that that's the, the meaning of it, and it, it's it's just like the Shia Shirim, Shleima Melech uh, used the description of a husband and a wife to describe Klal Yisrael Kadosh Baruch Hu, So to here also. And if someone thinks not like that, then, then, he, then, then, he's, then he's, he's, he's doing a chet. He's, he's doing my father an avla. I didn't put it in chronological order, but rather in as it came along. So that's incredible, the, the, the age over here. Um, the the uh, the poems over here are like I said in the part that's called Ben Tehillim, they're all battles, wars. There are also writing to Rabbonim and back Shevach and and they're very they're like piyutim. You have to know uh, Tanakh, Medrashim. And it's very clipped, short and clipped, and you have to understand what he means. And some of them, it, there's sort of a little introduction and so on, and some of them not. The, there's one other sefer that's written from him, and it's not clear it's him. If you'll take a look in Mesechtis Brachis, there's Mevoha Talmud, Lerib Shmuel Anagid. And Mevoha Talmud is in the back of the big, big Mesechtis Brachis, it's, it's there. It's sort of a brief introduction to uh, it's a brief introduction to the uh, Talmud Bavli. It's um, it, it basically just lists like what Pircha is, what a Tufta is, very very dry kind of basically just defining basic terms. Very unclear. If it's is it Shmuel Nogit or not? There, there was a lot of ikuchim between scholars trying to identify. They, they, there seems to be at least Sassoon writes that it's a, it's a mix-up. And this I've seen others. The the, the Talmud we have either is a very small part of what he wrote, or it's someone else. There was another Nogit Shmuel Nogit. Later, much later in the Ramam's times, in Mitzrayim, not not over here, and uh, and uh, uh, that was him, and it's a mistaken people attributed to him. Whatever it is, it doesn't seem to be the complete works. As soon as he's found other things, and it's it's up in the air. It's very not clear. People don't understand that 
you know, the Sfarim that we have printed, the way we have them is not the way they, they were written. They, don't, they didn't come to, you know, just uh, a clear. They were written in manuscripts, and we find bits and pieces and parts, and it's not clear who it is and what it is. So it, it's not clear that that's him. Um, the Hilchus Gurata, I, I, I did a computer check, and we shine him, bring him well over 100 times. That's what he has over there. He himself, one of his great, um, one of his great gambles, I guess, was that um, the king, the Chavas that he that took him in as the visor, died, and he left over two sons. And the question was, should the older one or the younger one take over? There was a big fight, and the Jews themselves were divided between who should take it, who not. Um, the Rishon uh, Nugget sided with one of them, and he became the king. So that was very fortunate for him because in those days, uh, losing losing a, a, an election wasn't uh, was a lot more dramatic than today. But Al Kapanim, um, he was it, it was because of him that it got preserved. So I guess um, summing up a little bit about him. Um, first of all, this was the turning point. Basically, it was the first Rabbanish Dmus that we know of born in Spain. He's very, there's a poem where he writes very annoyed about somebody trying to battle the Minhage Sfarat for the Minhage Yeshivas in Iraq. And basically says, we've, uh, you know, we, we have our own Tamir Chachamim, we're our own people, and so on. Very, very, um, you know, strong about that. There was, we, we, the record of, of Jews living in Spain, we have a door before, Farat, but he wasn't a Talmud Chacham, didn't have the status he had. Yeshua Nugget was one of those rare people who seemed to be everything. Uh, 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 somebody who was a, a Talmud Chacham of great stature. Um, the, the, the fact that all the other Rishayim are done in his words, and, and this is part of it. And whether or not he wrote on all of Shas or not, but it's a, it's a huge undertaking. He was um, perfect in, 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 in the sciences of his days. He was an extraordinarily uh, passionate and exquisite poet. Uh, and, and again, if you, if you read them, it's, they're, they're complex and they're very metered very well and beautiful. It's, it's hard today to imagine. It's hard today to imagine somebody has the Tchunis HaNefesh that would match up with all these items. Uh, it, to, to be a Talmud Chacham of that stature, to be a poet of that stature, to be a political slash military leader of that stature, he ran a country. And, and, and a country that was constantly at war. Almost every year or two there was a new war, a new fight, and th it was going on, and he was leading the battles. Um, and, and he was a major philanthropist for Jewish causes. He, um, you know, he, he made sure terror started and was going in every way possible. Um, he was Nifta, and, and basically with him begins the, 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 the Spanish uh, godless of Tyra. That was the, the next generations. He died in, in 1053, and that would be kind of um, the beginning of Spain as a big center of Tyra. He was um, 
his son took over from him, but his son wasn't as astute as him. People say the difference is he grew up poor and became a visor, and he grew in, and he was brought up in it. His son was killed actually, but uh, at some point. But the, he himself, Shlomo Nagid, was able to combine worlds that was impossible to understand. Some of it, you had in later generations in Spain, you had in many years later, like someone like the Barbanel, who was a Talmud Chacham and an advisor to the king. You had um, poetry was was extremely well developed in Spain. Uh, Ramban, uh, it, look, look, you know, it, it didn't seem to us the Tchunas Nefesh of a Talmud Chacham and a poet seemed to be at loggerheads. You know, one is very dry, uh, logical mind. One is very passionate, emotional, and yet he effortlessly combined the two. Um, and all those tchunis plus a big timer Torah, and and because of him, this is Torah now moved to two places. It moved to to, to Spain, and with Rabbi Negeshim and so on, it moved northwards. We'll talk some other time about that. But a component, this is this begins a new era of Torah. Demiri says the era of the Goyim is over. The Tkuf of Iraq as the center of Kali Yisrael is over. And Torah begins to to grow in a different way. The Rishonim are a very different style, a different surah, a different flavor than the Goyim, and it would now be in a new location. Spain would now become the the Makom of Kali Yisrael and, and a Makom Torah.